0: Hello and welcome to the Stringer Podcast number 36. Jake Goldsby on the podcast this week, and it's a bit of a change. We actually, uh, this week was planned to be a crossover episode, but if you've been following along on Twitter, we had a bit of another exciting announcement where we announced that we have now a third podcast joining the Stringer family, straight from the presses, straight straight from the presses, hot off the press. Uh, this was just recorded, and it's coming into your ears. Uh, we have the Sportsfeld podcast is returning, and, and they're launching under the Stringer umbrella, which is really really exciting. So Jake Goldsby, who I've known uh, for four or five years, uh, came in, and we catch up. We talk about the podcast, we talk about it relaunching, and we kind of go back through you know the different phases of his career. Uh, it's really interesting. It's It's one of my favorite conversations yet, and I think you're going to love it. But SportsFeld, you got to get on board. It launches January 29th. It's a sports podcast about nothing. That's literally the bio on their Twitter page. If you want to see it yourself, you can find them at SportsFeld on Twitter or at SportsFeld on Instagram. Now, the interesting thing has now happened. A football podcast, which as you know, we launched a couple weeks ago, it plays it drops new episodes on mondays sportsfeld is now moving into the tuesday slot which means this is the last time you're going to hear us on tuesday morning because we are going to be moving to wednesdays i know what you're saying it's a digital landscape why does it even matter just put it out whenever blah 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 but you know what we we don't want to like cannibalize listenership here like we want to give you your, your your drive in or your walk or subway in with stevie and kj on monday then with jake and zoobs on tuesday and you if you are not sick of us yet you can put up with me on wednesday I just want to control the week that's all i just want to take over the world Pinky. (laughs) All right. Before we get to Jake, it's the Stringer Big Weekend, like it is, well, not right now, but coming up is the Stringer Big Weekend, like every weekend. Friday, January 25th. Senses fail. There's a band name you haven't heard in a long time. Dylan didn't even know who they were. Who are they? They're great. They're from the golden age of emo, punky, rocky, loud. music senses fail 6 30 p.m i believe that must be the doors time because i can't imagine them going on stage that early phoenix concert theater 410 sherburne street keep that in your brain because it's gonna come back if you want tickets for this concert head on over to seatgiant.ca and use promo code stringer and you'll be able to get yourself a couple tickets to go see senses fail wear all the black eyeliner and save yourself a couple bucks off your purchase oh you can use a couple bucks to buy your black eyeliner there you go which is perfect actually if we think about it dylan remind me i've got this photo of me ahead of a concert Where, have you seen this one already I've, you know i have not seen any of these photos i am wearing i believe i have eye makeup i 100 have black nail polish on Do you have a mohawk in this one? I do not have a mohawk in this one. I have normal hair. Uh, I thought I was being cool. Saturday, January 25th, Drunken Cinema presents Scream in 35mm. And for me, this is worth, Drunken Cinema is really fun. This is worth seeing it just because they have the 35mm print. It's at 9.30pm at Review Cinema, or Review Cinema? Review? Review. 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 Review is what I said the first time around four hundred Ronces Veils. Tickets are fifteen dollars. And you can get yours by going to reviewcinema.ca. Drunken Cinema invites you to Woodsboro, aka Review Cinema. I can't get over that word to celebrate Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson's slasher film that revived the horror genre in the late nineties. Come experience the thrills and the chills for the first time or for the hundredth time with us at Review Cinema with a great crowd. There will be popcorn, wine. Beer, that's the best part. Trailers, obviously. A theme cocktail and prizes to be given away. I love all those things. Some people put candy in the popcorn and just throw some beer in the popcorn. <laughs> that's gross. Don't do what Dylan says. Sunday, January 27th, Smash Wrestling 7. Any given Sunday. 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 2 p.m. Phoenix Concert Theater. I told you that was going to be coming back. So you go in East End, Phoenix. West End, Review Cinema. East End, Phoenix. It's just like a nice book. It's a great book. We're bookending your weekend with the Phoenix Concert Theater. Again, that's 410 Sherburn Street. Tickets are $25. That's right. You heard it here first. $25. Smash-Wrestling.com. Smash Wrestling's first Toronto show of 2019 promises to be a big one. Film for the Fight Network, Any Given Sunday 7, features Barbed Wire Hell Match. That sounds terrible. Smash Wrestling's Championship Match and a Smash Wrestling Tag Team Championship Match. Phoenix Concert Theater, 2 p.m. Smash. Is Hulk smash. involved? No, I doubt it. Oh, ah, Hulk Smash. Remember, if you don't like our ideas, I completely understand. You don't going to be mean about it, but you can do one of two things. Reach out to us with what you've got coming up, and we'll be happy to promote it at Stringer Podcast on Twitter or events at stringer.ca. Or you can go to seatgiant.ca on your own. You don't need me directing you and figure out what you want to do on your weekend. They have uh, tickets for concerts, sporting events, theater, live shows, comedy, and much, much more. And remember, you can use promo code STRINGER to save yourself a couple dollars off your purchase. I think we did that pretty well, Dill. I think it went well. It moved, like, really smoothly. And so we're going to go from this smooth talking into the smooth talking of Jake Goldsby. Wow, that was smooth. Oh, you know, I'm just butter. At Jay Goldsby on Twitter at Jake Goldsby on Instagram. Dylan, there's only one thing remaining that separates us from where we are right now to getting the other side of the break where we get Jake Goldsby. Do you know what that is? Uh, I think I know this one. I'm pretty sure I know this one. Give line. it to me! Um. Uh, Z- Hurry up! Zacks? Yes! Uh, when we're in the other office upstairs I position myself so I could see the Rogers box uh, so again it's right. all because of time and half of that's like part of it's because I don't want to waste people's time because I can talk forever Yes, but then also another part of it's like realizing i'm at an hour but the thing i never wanted to get to like yeah. i never moved the conversation fast enough to get where i wanted to go with it and of that's very me like <laughs> very me where i'll screw that up jake goldsby <laughs> on the podcast i just i get talking and i keep talking and then i always ignore the person across our weed it's all it's we will deal with whatever you want taken and out I, oh, no, I'm fine after the fact thanks for coming by, this was like really last minute. Yeah. I know, I asked you last week, like the end of last week, I was like, is there any days uh, you can do, because we want to, we're recording this on Monday evening, and it's going out <laughs> Tuesday morning.
1: Well, as someone who doesn't have anything to do, this, no. <laughs> works, this works very well.
0: Uh First of all, Sportsfeld's coming back?
1: Sportsfeld is coming back. We are launching, I guess we launched today, technically. Right, technically today. our first like legitimate New episode is coming out Tuesday, I think, like next Tuesday, week 29th, 29th. And yeah, it's fun times.
0: I imagine the idea of like getting the band back together, like that idea where you're like, wow, I'm doing a thing I haven't done in a long time, but at the same time, it feels exactly how it did years yeah, ago. Yeah,
1: like we've been, we've like occasionally sort of talked about it here and there, been like, hey, maybe we should do something with this and then obviously nothing came of it and then you know with you guys coming be like hey we actually have space to like record a podcast we have a room we have room and actual we microphones we have and four uh, microphones yeah we're like you know what yeah let's let's there's you know why not give it a shot and see where we kind of end up and if it you know if it fails it's it, whatever it fails <laughs> it won't fail it won't <laughs> what do you mean but, dude, no it I'm saying fails, it won't that's the worst thing I've heard all day I'm you're I'm like pessimist. we just launched I'm a, like you're killing me I'm already. trying to temper my excitement <laughs> Five
0: years ago today. Five
1: years ago today was episode one of Sportsfeld.
0: Sportsfeld launched. What was it? I know it's funny. As I told you not two minutes ago, I'm like, yeah, we'll talk about Sportsfeld <laughs> at the end. And I'm like, hey, guess no, what? Woof. I'm going to lead with it. Woof. Let's, do it. With let's it. do it. Where was it birthed? Like, what, what, was the, what were you itching to do? And was it a you thing? Was it a Zoob's no, thing? No, it was, it's it was like, a Zoob's thing. It was Zoob's sort well, of... Jake, I need you.
1: Zoob's baby. And we were at the score at the time, both of us. And it was kind of... You know, we weren't excelling as creatively, perhaps, as we yep, felt we, sh- we could be. Yep. And so Zoob's came up with the idea that he wanted to start his own sort of podcast in an attempt to sort of within the score brand. Yep. And we actually recorded a pilot episode even before this. Because the score
0: was doing podcasts. Yeah, the podcast, score was doing podcasts at the time. But then at a certain point, they got out of them.
1: Yeah, and now they're back into
0: them. Now they're back into but, them. But yeah. So it's very confusing. This is at the
1: time when they were still doing podcasts, yeah. but they were definitely... We didn't know at the time, but they were definitely sort of on the way out of doing podcasts, or maybe we did know at the time. I forget. Yeah,
0: you're but, like, I've got a great idea. You're gonna stop doing podcasts. Let's launch a well, podcast. Well, I, I mean, they
1: had a podcast studio. Might as well use it. Yeah. Did and, it look like
0: this though? Did they have a Molson Canadian fridge sitting behind holding a no, phone? No, it was as very like
1: glass room and fancy I, and very nice. But then uh, Aspirations. Yeah. So it was, it was Zoob's thing for sure, and he brought a few of us on. Yeah. To start, and then uh, it just kind of snowballed from there, I guess. And then we kind of realized early on, I forget what episode it was but like within the first five or six, yeah. there was an episode where I think Jonah Barenbaum, who saw the score was the guest and it was just like a very sad <laughs> episode. And we were like, oh, there's our brand.
0: Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. That's great. And then we, it just kind of went from there. and we were reala- sad 20-somethings. Yeah, yeah. And we realized we sort of had a, call it a unique voice yep. uh, in sports media. At least I think we do. Yeah. We're not right. going to quote stats. No. We're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> Remember we had. Uh, you give everything the eye test. Yeah. We had uh, Steve Slidkowski from Pup who actually made our lovely theme song. Uh, for this return on the show when we were doing it, like, two years ago. And he came in with, like, a binder of notes and stats. Or not a binder, a notebook of, like, notes and stats that we were going to talk about. And we Boy. were like, this is the most prepared anyone's ever no. been for this show, for, including yeah. us.
0: For, yeah, exactly.
1: I definitely... There was a period when I was at the score and when we were doing Backhand Shelf where I, like, mm-hmm. really tried to pretend to be, like, a guy who knows what he's yeah, talking about because yeah. I felt that's what you have to bring that to the required. table. It, which, in retrospect, it would have been maybe even better if I hadn't yep, done that. Right. But I remember like every day in the show I'd like have written down like some guys like Corsi yeah. from the night before. Right. And I was saying the numbers like I knew what, what Corsi even means. No, I, I don't have no idea. I have no idea what means. I think means. I sorta get it now, but I don't know how to count. Whenever it's in percentages, I I don't know.
0: I don't at all
1: Yeah, like I don't want to like disparage the stats mix. I do no, th- not I at do all. think it tells a valid story. And I think it's clear that, you know, advanced stats are useful Uh, but i just don't. it's just not as much much fun and i don't understand it like i got i failed grade 11 math like i'm not gonna know really yeah my teacher just passed me because he was like you're not gonna use this in your life
0: my teacher grade 11 math uh because i decided i was a weird kid like first i'm a weird adult but I, i was probably a weirder kid grade 11 math i decided i was gonna take a full course load which meant no lunch oh my god which meant one more course than everyone else right and I did that both because I wanted more spares in grade 12 so I took a full course load and my teacher told me in the second week she came up to and math was like my thing like numbers that usually stick she's like you will fail this class and I'm like you can't say that we're two <laughs> weeks in and so I then at that point decided because I'm really rational to do no homework And no assignments. And I'll pass because our tests were worth 60% or whatever. Uh, And I'll pass on tests alone. And I did. I pass on tests alone. But then I was like, what was I trying to prove to myself when I ended up with like a 54 when I had been (laughs) honor student- range you got for that, everything you else got that credit i got though. the credit
1: i was talking to sean this morning and we were talking about something with money and i thought my like, there's 10 months in the year that's how we calculate <laughs> value over time and then sean was like no it's this i was like what wait no it's not and then i was like oh right. I, f- I like that's how i work no one counts I forget November, how December many months there are in like, the year i'm not gonna calculate shot attempts
0: Nope. Even, it doesn't. can be bothered. Can't even tell time. Can't be bothered. I was trying to um, think back. When did we meet? When do you remember his first meeting? You I, were
1: definitely at MLSC.
0: I was. It was before Chris. We'll call him. Call him Chris. Yeah, we'll call him Chris.
1: Through. Uh, I think it would have been through Chris. Yeah.
0: Through Chris or Sean. Because yeah, I knew I feel Sean. Like I met you
1: before Sean went to MLS. I could be wrong. No, because Sean came before Chris,
0: right? Sean kind right. of brought Chris in Chris. Ottawa. You're right. So, oh, I'm saying too much about so, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people named Chris are in Ottawa. That's I've, true. I visited. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. There's great, great Chris is definitely Ottawa. the same. So I remember Chris through a New Year's Eve party, and I already knew you. Oh, time. and we
1: were yeah. That I was when Chris you. and I were roommates. And I think
0: that was Oh, you were Chris. living there. Yeah, I lived
1: there. Oh, that but was... I definitely knew. I knew you way before.
0: I knew that. you way before that. So that and I think that was like twenty December thirty first, twenty fourteen.
1: Yeah, it was t- t- no. That 15, would have been 15.
0: 15. So that means um, we've known each other at least 4 years. Yeah.
1: So I say
0: this really gently. Very gently. I attended at a young age theater school. Okay. And and that that was something I thought. And I say gently is because I A wasn't good. B didn't go anywhere. And see, I think my parents were like, "You're not worth the effort." Saturday mornings or whatever. I had to go Saturdays. and I had to be there for like 7 a.m. and it was like 30 minute drive from my
1: parents' place.
0: And I remember, like, you kind of figure something out in yourself. For me, I just wanted people to look at me. I think yeah. that that was the only thing going back. So if we've known each other at least four years, I don't think it was until I, you did the first play in Montreal that I was like, "Oh, you're an actor." And they're like, yeah, yeah, Jake's an actor. You didn't know that? I'm like, no. You're like, you don't know any of the stuff he said? I'm like,
1: <laughs> well, I'm to be sorry. To be f- no, to be fair, I like didn't, it's only recently that I've been like more comfortable sort of talking about mm-hmm. it. So like when we met, there's no, like, A, I think I was still at the score. And but yeah, so probably. I was, wasn't working as an actor. Yeah. And B, I don't introduce myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Imagine that. Oh, I'm Jake. I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm an actor. I'm an, you please, may have seen please me. Please ask me about it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I imagine there is at least one part of this continent in which that is very prevalent. Yeah, where you go around, and you're like, "Oh, hi, uh, my name is Clarence. I'm an
1: actor." Yeah, there's definitely like, there's you can see him on Twitter sometimes. Like my a f- guy, a guy I know will sometimes retweet them because he just, it's funny. Like people just tweet like, "Oh, a tough day at the auditions no. today." <laughs> it's like, no, you, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's, it's not
0: the, the audition. Yeah, it's the not. One.
1: It's not like
0: for the week. It's not that there's a there's a comedian and in his set he he does this bit where acting is this one thing that people can profess to do without ever having it done it before in their life professionally like no one can say i'm a banker but really be serving coffee but people can profess to be of this profession they can tell people i am an actor and they're like oh yeah what have you been in you're like well you know i'm working on my portfolio Which which is
1: part of the reason why i find that like Certain actors who like find acting like it's really, it's really important. No, it's not. (laughs) Come on, guys.
0: How did you get in? Everybody chill out. How old were you when you first got into it? I was five.
1: Yeah, I don't really know the whole story. It was, as far as I know, I talked a lot Mm -hmm. as a child, which I know is shocking. (laughs) Uh, And people told my parents that it just might be something I'd enjoy. And it was always very like open. It was always like, you know, it wasn't a stage parent kind Mm -hmm. of so scenario, like, yeah. You have to do. It, it was like yeah. if you want to do this, do it. If it's fun, it's fun. And then yeah. it turned out I really enjoyed it, huh. and it turned out that I was pretty successful as a younger person.
0: Were you on stage? Was it theater first for you? I can't remember. There was a play yeah.
1: very early, but yeah. I don't remember if that was first, first or. If, yeah. I think commercials were first, and then I can't remember if it was like film or theater next. But it was all kind of in Love the same one. like year.
0: When I started, I uh, was in the Sears fashion show. Okay. Uh, you might recognize me. I was cataloged That's why I've been trying to place it for three forty five, five years now. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Uh, I look basically the same, just with more <laughs> facial hair. Same, actually. Uh, I can't imagine having this part of your life that played on probably your next, I'm going to say the next 10 years, right? Your early start. Played at least into your at least into your next ten, if not fifteen years, absolutely of just what your career. Do you call it a career when you're a kid?
1: I guess. I guess your career. Yeah. yeah. I. I mean, I would, but then not
0: remember how it started. Like I remember how I got into sports. Yeah. I remember, but but you're just kind of vague.
1: I have very vague memories of like my first audition. Hmm. But I couldn't tell you what it was Oh, the addition. Uh, It's a hard day of additions today. Hard day. (laughs) Jake
0: tweets it at five years old.
1: If I I ever become a person who's tweeting like, oh, it's so tough being an actor. Just (laughs) shoot me in the head.
0: Uh, You're surrounded by a bunch of people. I'm sure will line up before me.
1: Please never let me be that person.
0: From there. So you're five at that point. Yeah. Right. How much longer between like how much of that before life starts to get. Disrupted. I say that nicely, I mean, but I it's was, like, does it start?
1: I had a, I would say I had a weird, and maybe it's a Canadian thing. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because it was 20 years, like 25 mm-hmm. years ago. But like, I never really found it all that disruptive. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that, I've wondered this as well, because mm-hmm. like, yeah, when I think about it, it's like, it should have mm-hmm. disrupted things. Maybe it's because like, I don't know, I started so young that mm-hmm. it just was, it's like a default to me. But, like, I obviously went to school. Like, I went to a normal school. school. I went to oh. private school, actually. Right. Normal school in, like, the sense it wasn't, like, an arts school. Right, completely. Um, but or you weren't privately tutored. Yeah. Or, I mean, you, you are. are on set because it's yeah. the law. Like, if you miss a day. if Really? You're, if you're under the I forget if it's 16 or 18. But if you're under one of those ages and you are working on a day you should be in school, mm-hmm. you have to do two hours of, like, schoolwork hmm. on set.
0: And then do they do that? I'm guessing all at the same time. Is it like a classroom setting? No, it or is, it it is but it's also kind no, it's a classroom. It, right.
1: It's not, you're not being taught anything. Like you ha- you get your homework from school and oh, like, interesting. and there's a tutor there to like supervise and yeah. answer questions and stuff.
0: It's uh, kind of like detention. Kind of. It actually. says like you have it's, books and you sit quietly at your table and do your work.
1: It's not unlike detention. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's except it's broken up. Cause it's, it's whenever you can fit, it fit in. into the day because when you're younger, you also have less hours you can work. Like, cause there's no overtime for right. young, young kids. No, they just have to go more, home. Yeah. Like yeah you, they, have you, they have you for like eight hours yeah. and then that's it. And that includes two hours of schoolwork. So it's just whenever you can kind of, but you have to get that two Budgeting's hours. things a bitch. I yeah. I'm trying
0: to I, figure that out ahead of time.
1: I rem, No, I remember it was like, like the day you turn whatever, when you turn 12, there's some, I think you can start what doing, thing kicks in. you can do like two more hours of, yeah. of work or something. So when that happens, it's like, we got you for 10 now, kid. But like, they wait, they wait on it. They're like, yeah. they're like, oh, great. You can, like, it's better for yeah. the production companies. And like, I understand that it's not, it doesn't sound great. It's like, ah, oh, work more yeah, yeah. for the child. But I get it from like a production Completely. perspective.
0: So I'm guessing we're talking about the exact same production here, but not saying the name.
1: No, I'm. This is it, this is everything. This, this is, is everything. This is so f- commercials.
0: Everything. Everything. I,
1: could, uh, I don't. I haven't done. I stopped doing commercials when I was pretty young. Smart. So I don't. Hell. No, it was lucky because I was working. Right. I was able to. Like I audition for commercials now. Yeah. But I didn't like when I turned like eight or nine. It, I was kind tough, of, day like, of enough. tough day of enough. <laughs> tough. So tough. So t- <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. But um. No, I don't remember if I had to do it for commercials as well. I assume I did, because I feel like that's the law. Mm-hmm. But I just don't remember. And I don't think I... And for certain things, like for voice, like for animation, because mm-hmm. it's kind of quick, mm-hmm. you can... It was more I would just leave school for a couple hours and then come right.
0: back. You've done a lot of voice work, haven't you? Like yeah. You did an Anne, Anne of Green Gables? I think so. Is that like ages ago? That was, oh, was 100, voice like 100 years ago. Voice work? Yeah, I did it... 100 years when ago.
1: When Nelvana was which is a production company that yeah. still exists but they were really big in the yeah. 90s they did yeah. like all the kids uh, stuff like Care Bears and Arthur yeah. and all that stuff I think maybe I'm wrong if I'm wrong, so. <laughs> yeah, sorry we no, can man. just
0: like they did yeah. Robin Hood the Walt Disney class. they did a bunch of uh, bunch of uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves <laughs> literally if you had a kid that watched anything Ariel Little Mermaid that's actually not that other, was the one they did
1: honestly it, Like, obviously not Disney, but, like, if you were in Canada in the mid early mid-90s and there was a cartoon on, Nelvana probably produced it. That's incredible. Um, And so it was one of those – I don't know if it was one of those things where it's, like, you get in for once and they just keep bringing you back. Or if it was just they produced everything, so I always worked (laughs) for them. But I kind of – yeah, voice work somehow just, like, sort of – fell I fell into it, I mm-hmm. think. Like I got one and then you get another one, you get another one, blah, 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 blah. And it's I love voice work. It's I, the best.
0: Everyone I know that does voice work loves it because they're like, yeah, the hours are very manageable. Uh you don't have to learn anything. You don't the the crew is very like like you're only surrounded usually by a couple techs yeah and maybe a couple maybe you know, one like, or two other there's actors like a voice in dir-
1: there's a voice director and tech people in the booth and then maybe a couple other actors and that's right it.
0: and that's which is great and yeah. it's just chill and you don't have to dress up and you don't have wardrobe and you don't have like any of that crap yeah, you can just kind of go great. and do your work and go home like a human being
1: yeah so if you're a voice actor, <laughs> hold on to it for dear life.
0: Uh, we have a booth if you want to rent it. I don't know what's going right. $5,000 an hour, something will rent it to you. Sure. Well, uh, if, that you, sounds if you pretty... need
1: narrators, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you can rent me.
0: Jake, call 555-1212.
1: Is that what you produce?
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> 1-900 numbers? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Is that what this company is? What have okay. we signed on
0: to? So we need Southern Bell.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> ha. I'll see what I can do. I'll give you the vapors. So I wonder if you want, I guess it
0: depends on the character, whether you like hop a kid up on sugar. Because usually when I've gone to recording sessions, there's like you have no, a you sweets don't. tray and you have like a semi-sustained tray. You
1: don't want the kid hopped up. You know. <laughs> I, I still remember and like, I don't know. I will never forget this and I don't know why. I still remember I was like eight, mm-hmm. nine, somewhere in there. And I don't know if I was hopped up on sugar or what, but like when you, you have your script in front of you when Mm -hmm. you're recording and you're kind of supposed to just like move the pages over. And I was just like (laughs) dumping them on the floor when I was done. (laughs) And then I just like left and
0: it's like, it's, it's so shitty. And then put on your like $2,000 sunglasses.
1: (laughs) And then I remember being in like the sort of green room area and like the sound tech guy being like, can you come pick up your fucking (laughs) pages? And I was like, not be a little shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's. a very fair and yeah, good point yeah, and i yeah. did and i've never done it again but it's a thing that's always just stuck with me in my brain so like, you don't want kids who are like flying all over. Right. Like, you want them to be able to focus, focus. and do the thing and because it's you know you record sound like you want to get it yeah get, you, you want to like, get done you get have out. like a list of 12 people to do on the day you want to yeah. get it as quickly as possible can i ask Peter yeah you can ask what to
0: so in all fairness i have not seen an episode that's why we're friends that's that's what Sean told me. <laughs> Sean said he probably only liked you because you didn't know that... I didn't know that you'd been in anything. It didn't mean anything. That's like, not
1: entirely true, but there was definitely... Yeah, a period, I, there's I, def- a couple, I hope I had a couple There is There was definitely a period in my life where that was true.
0: Let's just go back to the situation. Like, we, we can talk about that later. Okay. We can unpack all that let's get, friggin' let's, baggage later. Let's just do therapy. But, but how, are you, how old are you at the time when, when you're auditioning and you're getting it?
1: I auditioned for Degrassi. I think I was... I got cast when I was 12. I think I auditioned first when I was eleven. Wow. Like or I was like just twelve. Cause we shot we shot the pilot in I wanna say like April okay. of two thousand and one. So I don't I can't remember how long the audition brought, but oh. I was eleven or twelve. And
0: where did it where did it shoot out of?
1: There's a studio that still exists. Um down on I don't remember the name of the street, but it's like East, 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 like way so further east than here, oh, yeah, Way really east, like somewhere like ish I think, huh wild,, uh, and yeah, it's still so your
0: parents are picking you up and bringing you there, and yep. or I guess not picking you up you're well at you're going first from
1: school. at first, yeah, parents uh brought me at first because you know, I was twelve, so yeah. you have to, there again, in these labor laws, yeah, there is an age where, and I forget the, I forget what age it is, yeah. but there is an age where like a parent has to be present right. because you're a child a
0: minor yeah, yeah and yeah.
1: then eventually you can kind of eventually it got to the point where like we had they had like a, a cab chit system yeah until like when i was old older it was just kind of like take a cab to yeah it's it's one of those things like i'm saying it like it's a normal thing and it's it so is, it is weird completely
0: no 100%. no it's so weird i only saw that kind of treatment once a year at the company christmas party when they don't want us to drive and then are you i guess you're on you're always on a condensed shooting schedule so you shoot over four months
1: at, f- the f- at first, it was, like, April to October-ish, I want to say. Oh, six months. Wow. Yeah, I think it was six months. But, like, with a with quite a few breaks. Oh, right. Because, again... Because so.
0: you're not going to do, like, five, six days a week with a bunch of young Well, yeah, we, we didn't shoot
1: weekends. and Amazing. Uh, we usually shot through the summer. Mm-hmm. But they do have, like, breaks because it is, you know, through the summer. I don't know what their shooting schedules became, mm-hmm. but when I was there, that was kind of the... And then, like, obviously, when there was more episodes in a season, it was Mm -hmm. sure schedule was a a little longer. When it was less, it was a little less. When I
0: was 11, and it's funny that I remember this so distinctly, but my dad grew up in Montreal. And so uh, he had moved when he was, like, 17 to right around the Newmarket area, which is where I grew up, a little north of that, actually. But essentially, this comes down to sports and how he was a Habs fan. And before I'm 11, so up until 10, like you just do whatever your parents do, you right. don't know any different. But you have that. I'm at that point in my life that I distinctly remember all my friends at school were Leafs fans, <laughs> and I am a Habs fan. And so I'm like, okay, dad, cool piece. Uh, I think I want to start fitting in, right? right. Like, like, and that's just normal human behaviors. We all grow up. It didn't work, I don't think. It's not like I left elementary school with oodles and oodles of friends. <laughs> so my whole, like, ploy to get, you know, understand sports in the Toronto marketplace didn't work. But when I think of it, and you just think of, like, groups, and you think of, you know, yeah. people pairing off, and then I would imagine it exists in a work environment, too. Yes,
1: yeah, so there's definitely some weird, really fucked up dichotomies there. I that, like imagine I'm, that I've only started to unpack through like mm-hmm. literal therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's stuff you don't notice because you're no. just in it and yep. whatever, and, and then you're just dealing with it because that's what kids do best, exactly. Yeah, they just deal with exactly in front of them, and it was fun too. Yeah, like it was like going to TV camp because it was in right. the summer, it, like we were and like we got lucky as a cast, like we all got along, yeah, and it was fun. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. all of these like very legitimate, sort of ethical and... questions about oh, like right. how kids sort of process this yep. just weren't in the frame of reference. Right. It's not till late when you're like, oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not great.
0: <laughs> that's why I started doing that at that age. Yeah. No, yeah, but completely. Kinda,
1: yeah. But also it's like, you know, it's Canada, so it's a little less intense completely than it is in the States. Yep. Um but yeah, in terms of like friendships, we like there were obviously people who were like some people are better friends with other people yep. and blah blah blah. But it was all pretty like it sure. was all pretty friendly, yeah. which was great. And like we were really good friends with the crew as well. Like yeah. they, we all became close, which is also weird because we were twelve and hanging out with like 30, 30 year
0: olds all I've, the time. I've heard that on more than one occasion. Just well, first of all, a crew, especially when it's a long running television show, they become a family in itself totally. because they're all usually from the same company or brought through the same production. And they, the get, brought production. The they get brought yeah. back because people just want to be around the same people, especially when you're dealing with a young cast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: you want to create a. Like as stable of an environment for them as possible, as we talked about earlier. You don't want to get them hopped up on sugar yeah. and be like, okay, now act.
1: And from like a crew perspective, as like a thirty year old person now, also like from there, like it's steady work. Yeah, you get a show yeah. every year. Yes. It's great. So, so the so it's there's also that kind of like I became very good friends with the crew. Yeah, and still am. I was gonna
0: say, do you have you kept in touch with some of
1: the crew? Yeah, like here and there. Yeah. We're not as close as we once were obviously, but completely. there's definitely people I still know and still I'm in contact with, especially mm. with like the advent of social media and yeah. stuff, <laughs> but
0: it's, <laughs> it allows us all to be friends. All it does, yeah. but it's
1: like, there is something kind of weird <laughs> about being like, even when, a, especially when we got a little older and yeah. like, it was like being like 16 and hanging yeah. out with. 35 year olds. yeah, and, and that being like, and like that was even the case even with me before Degrassi, like there, when I was, uh, seven. Mm-hmm. I was in Beauty and the Beast, the stage musical.
0: Uh, Mervish.
1: Yeah, at Princess of Wales. So that would have been
0: ninety five, something like yeah, that. Ninety six. Ninety
1: five, ninety six. Yeah.
0: That's it. so Mervish is in its heyday. Yeah, at, at the time. This like, is like
1: when Phantom's still blowing up. Right. It would have, yeah, Phantom
0: would have been too. So again, I'm a little bit of a theater nerd, and I love Sorry, all we're this speak, stuff. We're speaking the same language. And Toronto, for those who don't know, actually there's. There's a really interesting a documentary on what was going on in Toronto in the '90s. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll talk about it afterwards. They're not paying me to promote it. I'm no, joking. Um, <laughs> it's been a hard day, of edition. Mervish sponsored uh, Mervish M- 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 sponsored us. Please, there was there was the two rival theater companies uh, in Toronto right. at the time, right. and right. this is the '90s because Mervish didn't have Phantom. No, that was Th- that was that Cameron Macintosh? Uh, no, that I mean, he was, was Lee His name is. Dylan, can you look it up actually while we're talking? You can you can google it. I feel thing. like it's a name I'll hear and I'll be like I remember yeah, that. Yeah. It is. So there's two there's two rival companies at the time and with all the money that'd been put into marketing Phantom, it had really changed the game yeah. uh not just in Toronto but really North America because in North America there'd only been Chicago was still kind of a B scene but New York was clearly the big August, scene yeah. and and they talk and maybe this is the Canadian and me Whatever, getting into ahead of himself, but there was a time when London's West End and Broadway and Toronto were all mentioned in the same sentence, and you were in that. Yeah,
1: I feel time. I remember, like, because we had sh- at the time it was when shows in Toronto ran for a long time, years. Like Beauty and the Beast ran. I was in it for eleven months, and it ran well before and well after that. Like eight I, shows a week. How many were you doing? Four. Because yeah, there was four. two kids playing oh, right. some role. Everyone else ate shows a week, but yeah. for the. Please seven
0: tell me you're Lumiere. Yes. Seven year old Lumiere, yeah. French accent. Very strange. Oui, oui. Very strange
1: accent. <laughs>
0: <told>, you said <laughs> it was strange at the time. <laughs> I was an adult long before I had to be. Yeah.
1: But to the point of uh, hanging with adults, like, there was. It's no longer there. I think it's now a condo. But uh, across from the stage, stage door at the Prince of Wales Theater was a bar called the Acme. It was like a little pub. I remember it, yes. And that's where we would go after shows. And my parents joke about this all the time yeah. that, like, I'm pretty sure my eighth birthday was held at a bar because it was just like the. Th- cause that's I was, where we that's go, and I that's where I was. I and I, we had a show that day. Yep. And that was, like, I have one of my very earliest sports watching memories is the night, I guess, been the 1996 World Cup of Hockey. And watching, I think Theo Fleury scored against the Swedes. I think, and but I watched it in a bar, like with and like I was eight. It's (laughs) it's one of those, and again, that's just where I was. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I say it as like matter of fact that is just where I was, but also like that's weird (laughs) and maybe not. I guess it was legal then, but probably not now.
0: Right? Do you have it, Dill? I think so. The live entertainment. And who was it run by? Uh, Drabinsky, and- Drabinsky. Drabinsky. Yes. Yeah. He was... He's a very interesting fellow. Is it Garth? 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 I, I want to say Garth. That's okay. that's what I want to say. Wicked. Yeah. We're, in this, we're in the same wavelength here. Hell yeah. Uh, Garth Drabinsky, because he had climbed to fame with Cineplex Odeon. Oh. He he had done the whole Odeon thing, made it this, <laughs> just this, just this, this it super <laughs> empire. Then he got... Uh, depending on who you talk to, but basically he flew too close to the sun. And then lost tons uh, and then was forced out by the board. And then he started building the the Toronto theater or like he got on the Toronto theater right. scene and he was the one that committed a whole whack of money to yeah,
1: phantom ran forever,
0: forever. And it did well. Yeah. Well, everyone, that was kind of the shadiness of all his business yeah. dealings. Everyone thought it was doing well. And then he also did showboat. I think that was his. Yeah. Miss Saigon, Miss Saigon, was, Saigon, him, Saigon was him Saigon as, was as him. well. Yeah. Right. He's going to open up the North York Center. Uh, no, right. no. Tor- Toronto Center for the Arts, yeah. Toronto so Center for the Arts, which is uh, the one that you were performing at That's when right. I came and saw your play.
1: That's right, yeah. Why? Wow. I didn't know that was his. That makes sense, though. That, that was his, and I think- That was Ragtime, I think. Was, oh, Ragtime.
0: It wasn't was Showboat, it was Ragtime. Yeah. That's what it was. It's
1: crazy, crazy man. It's Who would have thought this podcast no. just be <laughs> talking mid-90s Toronto theater <laughs> scene? <laughs> you're in for a treat. You want, you want to go deep on Ragtime? Let's go. No. <laughs>
0: Dylan, you're gonna have a lot of fun doing the show notes for this one. He's like,
1: I don't know. Just put, it, just put whatever. There's like, yeah,
0: there's like 15 minute gaps, and he's like, whatever. They just talk about Talked about about garbage.
1: Nothing. What was your question?
0: It was, um, <laughs> yeah, fun. Adults. Yeah. No, becoming an adult. I don't yeah. know what the question was. Who are we, were. Were we in a question? I don't know. No, I think it was more of a conversation. That's fair. We were just kind of leading. I'll try to remember life. how we got there. No. <laughs> it's all right. I don't know. Tangents. How long? How long did Grassy run?
1: I was on it for seven years plus a day. I don't. Plus a day. I did one day in the season after I left. Oh, gotcha. Um, To say
0: goodbye, like no, it was was just just like like a like a a cameo kind of thing.
1: I'm unsure how long it ran after. Right, of course. I feel like it went a while. Yeah, like I feel like it only stopped like very recently. Holy smokes! Because I know they went to Netflix and a few seasons on Netflix recently. Did they?
0: Did did a lot of that cast that you were with? Did they all move on? Pretty it, much. over the course of that. Pretty much, you, but you like there was it?
1: definitely a like uh, transition period. There's it only it, like, so following. many years
0: kids can stay in school. Yeah,
1: like they they definitely followed a couple to like university, right? But it was definitely like, to transition. Say by the bell. Yeah, kind yeah, of university years. Uh, I don't know how long like our how deep like yeah. into it our generation went, but. I left after season seven and then did one episode in season eight.
0: What was your relationship with your character?
1: Conflicted.
0: Was it? Yeah? Yeah. Did you, is it because you found a lot of yourself there or you didn't yeah. find a lot of yourself there? I
1: mean, it's a couple things. One, I definitely found myself there. Yeah. And two, like my character was like the fucking nerd, you know, yeah. and like he was I- the... He was kind of the, not the loser, like he had friends, but it was like he was the nerd and the computer guy, yeah. like not the romantic lead, so to speak. And ne- you're a teenager at exactly, the time. Exactly. So like, like now that's... Fo- like Completely, now because playing, you can play a role. Yeah. When you're, you know, 14, 15, and that's what you're sort of known for. Right, that's completely. What people recognize you for and recognize you as. That's not necessarily what you want to be. I had a hard time separating it from... Life. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I think now... As an adult, it's very easy to separate the two. Like there's the role and there's yep. me, and that's and sometimes it correlates and sometimes yep. it doesn't, and both are fine. But when you're a teenager, you can't, you don't know yourself well enough to process Absolutely. that.
0: Right, and and the last thing, uh, so I grew up in a heavily religious household, right, and still there's. Your own unpacking that you have to do. Of course. Trying to understand that and understand where it fits and everything. But you go through it and a lot of the people my age went through it at the same time. Where you're all like, am I this thing that I'm a part of? Yeah. Yeah. Am I the things that I think? Am I what everyone else calls me? Am I the thing that I am trying to be, which is this other thing? Like, it's this weird Venn diagram. And because
1: you're so young, you have no frame of reference for it. Completely. So you don't know, like, these thoughts are having, you don't know exactly how to, like, I remember I became a very, like, negative, pessimistic teen. Really? And not like in a, uh, a lot of it I would say is for show. Is
0: that where your humor comes from? I think so. Yeah.
1: Uh, but a lot, I think a lot of it was like for, for show, like it yeah. was me outwardly putting something out there being like, this is what I think is cool. Yeah. Um, whether it was or was I have no idea, but it wasn't. <laughs> I went like,
0: through that at like 28. I wish I got it <laughs> in my
1: teens. But I didn't even get it out. It was like, that was like my identity for yeah. years as like a person. Yeah. But like the idea of how being on TV at that age yeah. and playing that character, that age, how that sort of. Messed with my head I guess I didn't I I started going to Therapy regularly About four years ago And I didn't Recognize it till then Like I was Well into my 20s Before I was like Oh maybe this is Something I (laughs) need to deal with (laughs) Maybe this Did some not good things To my brain
0: Right And it's this weird Realization I've been in and out of Therapy since I was Young Whoa there's a Confession for you Uh, (laughs) We're getting deep Wow I got real Applicable for for marketing Sports Hey Um (laughs) You realize – because there's a certain part of your brain that says, oh, this is just the way I am and this is just the way I look at the world. Yes. And then you get absolutely. help seeing, no, 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 this is an effect that leads to a cause. And if we can work on even just seeing that bridge, then 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 you're already several steps down the path.
1: Yeah. Like I don't think that it's uh, – it's not like an affliction. But there is no. something to that. And there's definitely still – like I'm not like – I went to therapy. No, I'm an optimist. Yeah. And everything's yeah. great. Like that's not how I view the world at all. But I do like, yoga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it's, I'm able to separate one from and like being an older person right, completely has gone to therapy and like likes themselves now. Yes. Like from I'm different. Like this is like not even when I was 14. Like this right. is stuff that followed me till I was like 26, 27. And like I am still not super comfortable when people recognize me, but that has less to do with it. used to be because I didn't want to be like, it put me so on edge and I would like run away from it and like deny it sometimes. Like now I'm comfortable with it, but I'm still not comfortable with it. But I think that's the act of being recognized and not the larger connotations about me that it
0: used to be. I found what I thought was the funniest thing. And you can punch me if you don't agree, (laughs) but it was, it was the title of an article that said, Toby from Degrassi <laughs> brings the most outrageous snacks to Jay's games. And I howled. Yeah. And I'm like, Sean, the fuck is this? I'm like, what? Like, just because Toby from Degrassi doesn't bring anything to Jay's games. Correct. Right?
1: And that used to be a thing that I really fought against. Right. When we did the Drake video this summer. uh, I, the uh, I'm upset video. I'm upset. I posted a thing. Which is what we can. We talk so, about that after. We'll get, we'll it's so it's, cool. It was the weirdest day of my life. When I posted about it, I was kind of saying, I said a thing where I was like, you know, I, I used to say all the time and like recently mm. that like, if I'm 30 and I'm still just Toby from Degrassi, mm. I'm going to like fucking kill myself. Right. And now I am 30. Yeah. And now it's like, it's fine
0: because you're not just.
1: And even if, at I, least and even if I am to like a large amount of people, I'm I'm more okay with that now than right. I used to be. Yeah. I used to really put like a lot of weight on having an identity outside of that. Yeah. And I think now that like my life was a little more stable. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, well I do have an identity outside of that with my friends and my fiance mm-hmm. and my life. life yeah. But like if people on the internet or on the street only see me as Toyo Negrassi, like, that's okay too. Right. Like it's it, it can be two things. It's not like Life is weird. You can Two things can be true at the right. same time.
0: If at 15 you were hanging out with adults and forced to be far more mature than most 15-year-olds are, I will say at 30 you are at least 15 years ahead of me right now. <laughs> because that is that is such, first of all, a healthy way to look at it and even just approach it. Because we all have our days yeah. where we're like, oh, I, I, you know what? Most days I can handle this today. No, oh, yeah. And I'm sh- not going to take it. But if we can approach it. That Like, if you can approach it that way, dude, I I should study at your feet. But,
1: like, I'm saying that also from, like you're saying, like, today I mostly, like, talked about sports fell on the internet and, <laughs> like, watched Game of Thrones with my fiancé and came here. Yeah. So that was, like, a, a nice day. <laughs> but that perspective doesn't exist every day. Right. Like you're saying, there are some days where you just don't have it. And that's fine. Yeah. But the trick is making sure you have it more than not, I yeah. think. And, again, like... You're saying 15 years ahead. I don't agree with that because this is a thought I've had for like a year. Right. Like it's it's new, it's new. for me. Yeah. That it's and it's better. Yeah. yeah. It's. Nice. <laughs> I definitely prefer yeah. it. Yeah. But it's it's a new thing. So somewhere
0: between when you after the end of seven seasons plus one day, <laughs> and when we met and you were at the score. Yeah. Again, you didn't say hi, my name's Jake. I'm an actor. Uh, I'm known for <laughs> more a than just being Joe. T- I had such a tough day at the auditions. Can someone please feed me my cookie? Um <laughs> what did you did you decide to take a break? Did yeah, you, well, because you I, had the score at that point. I which consciously you can...
1: quit. Really? Yeah. I went to I went to university and I went to Concordia in Montreal. Makes one of us. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean I have an English degree.
0: No. <laughs> Congratulations. <right>. Yeah, great.
1: <laughs> really fucking useful. Um, I I can say fucking one language. (laughs) Like I, so I went to school and I was still sort of acting, but obviously I was in Montreal. So I wasn't acting through the school year. I came back the next summer. So this would have been 2008 Mm -hmm. and worked a little bit that summer. And then after that, I just kind of, I was just kind of done with it, to be honest. Like I'd been doing it at that point for 13, 14 years. And I wanted to, Try being a just a dumb university kid right. for a while, who was still, you know, struggling with all the stuff we just talked about. Because yeah. I don't know if you know this, but university students get like to get really drunk, and drunk people are fucking dumb. Yeah. So if you want like bad experiences being recognized just right. go to like a campus pub when you're uh, 19 right.
0: because everyone's being hats. yes they're all like drunk for the third time in their life exactly and realizing they are not the coolest person in the world so they want to make someone else feel like not
1: they. everyone is a mental disaster no. and started <laughs> drinking at 14 so they could handle it but i wanted to kind of leave it behind because yeah. it was it all of these things that we just talked about were this was, like, the height of its, like, volatility, Yeah, I think, in my brain. So I just kind of wanted to get away from it. Right. And I don't think – I never, like, actually, like, told my agent the time that I was quitting. I think I just – Did go to I things. Didn't. And I was living in Montreal for the right. most part. And I don't speak French, so I couldn't work in Quebec cinema. Yeah. And then – so I kind of just left the industry for, like, seven years. So I went, to, I went to school and then moved back to Toronto. And then I think I – when I first came back, I auditioned like half-heartedly, yeah. but like I, w- I wasn't in it.
0: No. And, like, yeah. I remember
1: there was like auditions I went to where I didn't even know my lines. Yeah. So I was just like, I just, and like I didn't know why. I thought it was just like a laziness thing, but yeah. I think I just didn't want to be doing it. Right. Um, you were the kid
0: throwing his papers on the ground. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were like, bah.
1: yeah, kind of. Yeah. And then I just was sort of looking for. I didn't know what else, to, I don't know how to do anything else. I started doing this when I was five and I have an English degree. Like, it's not like I went to school for Time. something.
0: Yeah, you weren't a plumber.
1: No, yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, in retrospect, I fucking plumber. should have been a plumber. No, you've been a funny plumber, though. But at least, a, That'd be man, great. regular work be a as a plumber? <laughs> that be awesome. But <laughs> We'd uh, have houses. Yeah. We'd be neighbors.
0: We could. That'd be fun. Yeah. And so you ended up with the score
1: And so I ended up with the score I I had an English degree So I was like I should probably do some Like something involving writing Because that's what my degree is in Completely And then I was just like Looking for work And there was a I'd always been into sports And there was an internship Application at the score And I was Mm -hmm. like Yeah I'll take a shot And I I will say I'm convinced that Degrassi Got me that job Or at least got me in the door I don't think it got me the job but because, it got me, because the guy who was interviewing knew who I was oh and God. brought me in for an interview.
0: Thank God I didn't then, interview you then because that would have been terrible for you. Yeah. I've been like, oh, is the English degree. Exactly. I would another to the pile. And it wasn't
1: like it wasn't part of the job, but I do nope. think it – The another thing I've come to appreciate Degrassi right. for is it has unquestionably opened doors for me in right. my life post-Degrassi. Whether it's helping me or not, I don't know. Yeah. But – even going back to acting now, like having that breadth of work, I'm still kind of starting again, but it's not starting again as much as someone who's starting for the first time. You know what I mean? So I just like, I got the internship and then it just kind of went from there and then worked as an intern and then ended up in this small web editor team as a part-time guy. And that team was like Zoobs, Devang, Chris, Joey Cash. Like it was all the guys that we know now, we all worked in this little team and the score was sort of a smaller operation at that point so most days like we work shifts are like six to two with just like two of us sitting there being dumb yeah and (laughs) when the sort of tv and digital split happened they i was had been an intern for the hockey for backhand shelf so i'd been you know doing some work there and Born was moving to Toronto. Yep. And then it just kind of was like, it was kind of like, hey, you used to talk on things for a living. Yeah. Or would you be comfortable being on the podcast? Yeah. And I was like, of course. So right. that was like, I also knew from a very, like, I've always wanted to do like sports. <laughs> Not sports talk, that's because yeah. I hate sports talk. <laughs> but like to talk about sports. Going to Mike and yeah. Peterborough. Mike,
0: what yeah, do you think exactly. of tonight's game? I don't, do well, I don't know. They're fucking shit. I can't put up with hey. it. Better fire half the team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dylan turns me down. He's like, we're done with Mike and Peterborough.
1: You I was like, oh the- no. no. <laughs> I already asked this. Shit. Um, but yeah, and then, but it was always like when I was thinking of what I wanted to do, an actor, I. I again, I kind of fell ass backwards into the yeah. score. And I was like, "Oh, I love this!" Yeah, because at the time, like we had all the blogs, so I could write kind of whatever I yeah. wanted on On just about anything. And we were doing the podcast, and it was yeah. really fun. And I was working with my friends, and it was great. And then the score's sort of editorial mandate yeah, shifted changed. changed, as you know. They got rid of the podcast, got rid of yeah. the blogs, and I just kind of.
0: We want 20
1: word articles. Yeah. It went. 1,700 of them. It went from being a job where on Sundays I would go in and run the Twitter during NFL Sundays and just like make jokes (laughs) on the the score's Twitter account. To like being like, just tweet out that Sidney Crosby got hurt. Right. And it was like, which is fine. Like if that's what they want, that's fine. But it wasn't my thing. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And I decided to quit. Probably should have waited till they fired me in retrospect. Mm. Um, And then... The story of my life. Yeah. Too. And then when I was quitting, I was kind of like, I don't know how to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> the same question again. Yeah, like s- six years later. And then, so I was 25, 24 at yeah. this time, I think. 24. And I decided to be like, ah, let's let's go give acting a shot as yeah. an adult. Yeah, And then... Here
0: we are. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <No>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back
1: talking about sports we're loving because it's hard. <laughs> so first
0: of all, some people might not recognize the names like what you brought up, Devang, uh, yourself, Zoobs, Sean, Chris. Yes, Sean, all, all, all these people that were at the score. But me having been where I – like especially on the digital side of sports in the city for like since 9, these for me are some of the biggest and most talented names. Oh, that i've watched a hundred percent and i couldn't believe that you all came from the same place
1: yeah the hiring jamie yuyama was our hired all of us and his hiring instincts were
0: spot on spot on you can see it just in the friendships that developed afterwards yeah that clearly it was the right group of people to execute what the mandate as you said was at the time. So when you see these names, or when you say these names to me, and and I knew some ahead of time, others I met through the hirings at Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment, which saw a, a small influx of score people move there. Sure did. And then I realized the talent level that we were getting, and how they elevated our game where I was at MLC. I'm just like, whoa, y'all are at the score. I think at it's
1: once. Be- I mean, I think it's because they just kind of let us do what we wanted right. to be on it. Like we. We grew our voices, so to speak, so organically yep. that it, I think I think that's what it was. Like even I look at what Sportsville is now at, compared to what it was five years ago, yeah. and it's better now because we've been like our voices have grown. It's not, and it's not what it was. But the score allowed us to. It's you know, it's like anything. You practice mm-hmm. enough and things get better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But the score allowed. Us to sort of like when the 2012 Olympic Summer Olympics happened, they put me Chris and Devang in charge of the blog for that, which is an insane thing to do. Tell me about whatever javelin. I wrote or like 800 words on speed walking
0: because I was because
1: like, <laughs> we were up because we were awake at like eight in the morning. In the office yeah. watching, and I was like, "Well, it's what's on." Yeah, 2012. And so, that was London. Yeah, yeah. When you are a sports writer, who does, a sports writer doesn't know anything about sports except. What you except like Toronto teams, right. which is what I was, yeah. 100%. You're watching speedwalking. It's like, all right, I'll write a funny, stupid thing about speedwalking. Right. Which it's is like, really your
0: perception of it. Yeah. And that's what it, it, it becomes. This is what this is to me through my eyes which really is at is at the heart of Sportsfeld.
1: and yeah and i think that's what the score did so well back then because it was very much from our like your genuine perspective completely and that is very much what i love about Sportsfeld, which is kind of continuing that i obviously not writing it down but it's like continuing that idea and that's like we were saying we're not giving you analysis we're gonna be like this is fucking stupid right (laughs) let's talk about mustard
0: I love mustard, by the oh, way. Oh man, then
1: you're gonna love this uh, show. <laughs>
0: I found I found in my fridge, and it was still good, like a nice hearty grain mustard oh, I that I thought I was mustard. out of, and I found it just last night when I was putting is groceries away. Uh, I don't know. I'll tweet you a picture, yeah, later. You let you know what it is. But I was so happy. I was like, there's still half a jar left.
1: I mean, I bring up the mustard episode of food a lot because I think it's really because <laughs> it was two hours of us talking about mustard, but. It, it made me this morning when I was going through the old through iTunes. Like I didn't know that Zoobs had literally called that the Mustard episode, <laughs> and it's two hours long. It's unbelievable. It's just, it I bring it up a lot as because I think it's the perfect distillation of what SportsFeld is. It's talking about sports for like twenty minutes, and then being like, "Let's talk about mustard." Yeah, like, let's
0: just, just okay. We got it. We we said the things, but yeah. what about this thing over here? Yeah, and how it applies? Because again, the weird thing is, if you're not forced. And we brought up analysis, but I think the other side of that is being really hot takey, if that's a way. Yeah. Like where you're like, I got to be, you know, I know this about the thing and I know that and they got to fire the head. Yeah. Right? that's and not. I, I can't thing. do that either because I don't feel qualified to be like, they have to run the Absolutely nickel not. defense. I don't know
1: anything about Zouj that. and I had like a 20 minute conversation, I suppose, because we don't know how line changes in hockey work. <laughs> where it's like, how do they know? It's a full part of an actual episode. Line changes or is the thing we don't get because, like, they how do they know?
0: Yeah, how do they know? We don't play hockey. Is, is, is there is there, like, a light that goes yeah, off? Yeah, exactly. It, you see the and red it's light. perfect every time. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah, until the times of not you get too many men in the yes, ice. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: But then, like, what, what went wrong?
0: Yeah, what went wrong? And then when is it too many men and when isn't it too many, yeah. many men? Because sometimes you touch the puck I and can then count it's...
1: six guys. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. But like, exactly. come on. But that, but that's what I mean. Like we're not, we're not qualified to give takes about who should should and shouldn't do what. But I think that's kind of, you are saying like we're not hot takey. Yeah. I would say we're reactionary, but in a different way. A reactionary that's not like, it's like reactionary in a way of like our genuine emotions going through like. Hopefully this podcast is still going in April and May, and when the Leafs and Raptors are in the so playoffs, there's only a couple months. Gonna, gonna be, I yeah, so. I hope so. <laughs> there's gonna be some emotional takes right, on Completely,
0: the show. it's funny. I should probably. I'm glad that I'm describing to you what it is, and then you're refining what I'm saying because <laughs> I was the one that had to refine the press release that went out today. That's right. I was like, here, did Which, I sit down? The
1: fact that Sportswell has a press release is fucking ridiculous. It's amazing. <laughs> like that, and that was also part of us being like, yeah, let's bring it back. 100%. We can exist in a world where world gets press releases. Completely. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. The fact that we live in a world that we has press had releases. We barely a microphone no. last
1: time. <laughs> we recorded on one, sitting around one microphone. The oh, audio
0: was, was a little rough. It was pretty bad. But pretty you had bad. this great following of Toronto sports fans and, and some more outside of that, that it was is it really endearing. Yeah. It is because because the relationship between yourself and Zoobs, I think throughout the episodes becomes really evident just in the way you're able to feed off each other and banter back and forth.
1: And I think that's what you're talking about as well, like with if your thing is relatively genuine, mm-hmm. I think people will listen to it. it. Doesn't really matter what it is. No, it's but true. But like if
0: it's like people are interested in things people are interested in, if that yeah. makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you're, like, talking about it from a perspective that people are like, oh, yeah, I also share that perspective. Then it's like, yeah, okay, I'll listen to your show. So, I don't know.
0: Benchmark or, or like, low bar. it's around in March.
1: Yeah. But you're like, <laughs> like a month It was a
0: around in March, <laughs> we can make six episodes. Yeah. We're doing all right. Uh, I want you to do one more thing, if you don't mind. If sure. we look at the top five, it's the top five sports in North America. So, you have MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLS. It's yeah. number five. How are you ranking your sports? Which I think might be like just your personal like my preference. Personal enjoyment? It might weigh into yeah, you I, know the flavor of the def- podcast. It's
1: definitely changed a lot over the last few years. To be honest, mm-hmm. I mean baseball is always number one for me. Always, always number one. Always will be.
0: What's one of your quickly favorite baseball memories?
1: I mean, obviously the bat flip was That's the best. I was at actually no, my favorite. I was actually at the 2016 wild card game where Edwin walked off the Orioles. You guys were there. Yeah, we were there too. That was that was probably the most fun slash least fun I've ever had at a live event. You know, we were waiting 20 plus years for playoff baseball and then to be like, I obviously I saw it when I was five, but to be an adult and like experience it was. And the one game, it was just, that game was the worst, but it was awesome. Wild. It's very weird to me that like the crowded Jays games, people are like, Oh, it's so crowded. It's like, it's did not like in 25th, the bat flip year you could before like July, you could go sit wherever you want. No built, one paid any attention. No, and they're not going to again, and that's fine. No. Yeah. And then they'll get good again eventually, hopefully, maybe. And then yeah. we'll, see. we'll see. Hopefully. Um, be good yeah. for Sportsfeld. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, be very good for Sportsfeld. <laughs> so first is MLB. First MLB. I think NBA is number two.
0: Yeah, big Raptors um, fan.
1: Yeah, huge Raptors fan. That's definitely changed my life. Hockey used to be number two. Yeah, um, Hockey kind I think working in hockey media really mm. sort of – Soured me on a little bit, feel you, yeah. um, and also the Raptors are just more interesting to it's me. Awesome, and the sport is more, so dynamic. The sport is more interesting to yeah. me. Like I can, I've become a person who can watch any two basketball teams
0: but and I, enjoy. But yeah. I
1: don't think I could watch like San Jose and Nashville in hockey, and they're good teams.
0: But I don't, I don't give a nice shit. Nice thing about basketball is I feel like I only need to know two players from each team. Also hockey true. I need to know more. Also like true. at least a forward, a defenseman, and a goalie. That's three. That's yeah. That's fifty percent more than two. And, and so I feel There's smarter. Again. <laughs> See, I got the numbers. I feel smarter watching basketball. So it was then hockey three?
1: I think so. May have slid to four. So I spent the first 25 years of my life yeah. hating soccer. Decried it as boring and shitty. I never watched soccer. Yeah. It was just the thing to do. Yeah. Now I fucking love soccer. Me too. It's all Sean's fault. I would love it. It makes two of us. I'm going to say it was summer 2015. Uh, when I when I was living with Chris, yeah, um, and we were hanging out with Sean, the man who shall right. not be named, yeah, not, shall not be named, but he's knows everything about soccer, yeah. so Sean, and it was just kind of like a crash course of a summer of like going to games, watching yeah. games. So this is what I'll say for your ranking question. I was thinking about it as we were talking. Okay, I definitely care more about the Leafs than I do about any soccer team. Okay, but I think I enjoy the sport of soccer yes. more than the sport of hockey.
0: I would a hundred percent concur with that.
1: Yeah, and I think I would rather watch good soccer over a random, not the le- uh, le- team yep. leaps out. Yep. But like, I would rather watch, you know, Man City and Liverpool than the Predators and the Kings. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? No one wants to
0: watch the Kings this <laughs> no, year. They're but, absolute garbage. But
1: like, I think, I think that's my answer. And Spurs, your team? I'm spur- yeah, Spurs right. and TFC, of
0: course. That, but Spurs makes sense. Yeah. If you reference Sean and Chris. Yep. And I love, I love right teams there.
1: that never win anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Toronto sports fan. and Prennally, then,
0: fourth or fifth. Yeah. That's what the Spurs are great for. I the
1: Leafs, the Raptors, the Jays, Spurs. I cheer for England in no international trophies. soccer. Just, <laughs> no. Give the them away. The only trophy was TFC. No. <laughs> and then they were dog shit the next year. So it was like, this This makes sense. This This checks out for me.
0: Uh, and NFL didn't even. We're not even going to mention NFL. That's how far to, down. I used to love How football. far down it is. I
1: used to love football. Like in university, high school, I was all every Sunday, like all about football. And now I just don't give a shit. Yeah, like it's hard. Like the NFL is so awful as like an organization. Yeah. It's really can't <laughs> cheer for
0: them. You're like Roger Goodell. It's really you're making like, it really hard for me was, to like. I was you. actually
1: with this yesterday. I was watching the um, Patriots Pats? Chiefs game. Yeah. Like Obviously, I hate the Patriots as any. Normal human being should, oh, well, and this then is going to but be then they problem. showed the like, but then they showed the oh. owners box of the Chiefs, and it's like Stan Kroenke right. and all these other like shitty billionaires. Yeah. and I was like, well, this isn't better. Oh, that's the Rams. that's the Rams guy. But like, whatever. Like, yes. the, the, Every time they show the, the owners, owner's box. box of an NFL team, it's like I can't cheer Which for you
0: either. Is weird. It's the only sport. In which broadcast will go to the owners' box very like weird. three, four, five times a game because we care what they think.
1: Yeah, well, But we don't. Like, it's like, oh, you're a terrible person too. Yeah, it's like, like it's easy for me to be like, oh, fuck Robert Kraft yeah. and Tom Brady. Like, fine. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, Sam Cronky, oh, you, you suck. You too. suck as well. It's you, so it's like, and it's just such an awful. It's equal opportunity about, of badness. Everything about the NFL <laughs> the last few years has just been like, like players health politics like it's just so fucking terrible that i was kind of like i can't do this anymore and also the sport lost its interest like i still watch the super bowl i'm not like boycotting league, though i probably Hmm. should but like i'll still watch super i still watched the games yesterday like when i still play fantasy football that's what i care about (laughs) i care about my fantasy team
0: i'm that asshole you care about your fantasy team or you care about beating your friends yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's what fantasy always boils down to. I care about winning the money in our pool. That's I honestly I care don't care about players on twenty nine different MLB no. teams. I just care about beating my friends and lording it over them. Absolutely. Completely. Yeah.
1: And so I follow the NFL as far as I follow my but like I didn't even know the Cowboys were good until I saw they were in the playoffs this year. I, I was didn't like, even know I they was were good. Like, huh. yeah. well, okay. Football NFL was like the one sport where my allegiances could shift. Completely. Like, I was a Raiders fan first, and then I became a Titans fan. Both great yeah. franchises. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> a bunch of winners there. Never gonna pick a fucking winner. <laughs> don't need trophies. <laughs> when I realized as I got a little older, I was like, oh, I could just go from one team to the other and not care. And then right. also, I'm not even <laughs> watching the team I cheer for. It's like, I don't, I'd rather spend my Sunday doing something. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I like the idea of all games on one day and yeah. just have a day. I get that. That's awesome. I love, I wish more sports did
0: that. Because you can load up all the things in one day that you don't want to do. And it's yeah. great that way too. And
1: I, I wish MLS would put all of their games on like a Saturday. Me too. it would just be like, if They'll they did that, out. I would love that. I get the idea of sitting down for a day and you watch like 12 different games yeah. and you gamble and you eat shitty food and yeah. you, it's great. I love that. I get it. But it's just, yeah, the sport, the NFL lost its, forget the NFL, the sport I yeah. find just doesn't excite me anymore. And I used to love it and, yeah. uh, and I don't know what it is. But I just don't. It doesn't work for me anymore.
0: Sportsfeld. I realize I could be doing something else that day.
1: That's actually. There's the tagline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the show relaunches January 29th. January 29th. Uh Featuring Jake and Zoobs. And uh, probably.
1: There will s- be a guest. We're a, still. F-
0: <laughs> a special guest. You know. We're figuring we're it out. We're a week out. We're still figuring <laughs> it out. Also, there's going to be. You don't know this yet, I oh, think. No. Oh no! Uh, getting new news. We have yeah, new news. Awesome Raptors Clippers tickets hey. up for grabs to one lucky listener. So That's cool. if you're into the Raptors, if you want to get your hands on some if you're tickets, really
1: into whoever's on the Clippers now.
0: Uh, Shay Gillis Alexander. That's right, Shay. Hamilton. Shea great, yeah. Hamilton native. Right. So here you go. So you can catch the Raptors, the Clippers. All you have to do is follow at Sportsfeld on Twitter, at Sportsfeld on Instagram. And I never do this kind of promo stuff. Like in the podcast, I always do it before. So we'll leave you with this. I like to end the podcast (laughs) the same way every single time. And it's because I believe making big changes starts with making little changes. And the smallest, silliest thing you can do is remember to eat your vegetables. So, from myself, Jake, Dylan, Luca, who's no doubt going to cut this, please, please, please be good to yourself
1: and eat your vegetables. Is that what we're doing? What are we doing? That's exactly what we're doing. Was that the end of that?
0: And eat your vegetables. (laughs)